Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad. With Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everyone, beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. Today's guest is going to be special. They're all special. They're all special. And I was like, oh, he's going to call me special. No, no, but <laughs> but I, I can break it down even okay. more specifically. I've been looking forward to having you on the show since um, the guys and I, we had you on Enjoy the Podcast yes. way back October last year. Yes. It's almost a year. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess we'll have to do a digital, you know, because you were in Toronto. Yeah. But I was like, oh, she's moving. Perfect. Yeah. So I yeah. tried to get like my time in with you. I wanted you to get a little bit settled and do you know other things and then um i get you on who can relate but everyone welcome miss lauren morrison thank you all the cameras i also think too like i don't have to everyone knows you I feel like everyone knows you i don't think that but i appreciate you know what i appreciate i didn't think you were gonna make me feel special but you did oh <laughs> yes so i was like my very special guest <laughs> no I, i'm serious i was really excited and and i also know that um Right now, the transition and the time that you're in your life is is important to mm. give to others because I'm sure they can either relate to you or have thought about what you've done and, and yeah. hopefully it can be inspired. Yeah, or the other way. <laughs> we'll see. I'm it's gonna it's messy right now. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just here to get messy with it. It's all good. Yeah. I'm here too. I'm not in a clean Should place. Should I roll at up the my moment. sleeves? Yeah, roll up your sleeves. Messy? Okay. Yeah, just let's get into it. Let's get messy. <laughs> let's get in the dirt. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about change. We're going to be talking about starting over. We're going to be thought, talking about I thought it and I achieved it because you did and so much more. And I want to kick off today with a quote from Sidney Howard. One half of knowing what you want is knowing what you must give up before you get it. Change will always cost you something, if not monetarily, then in time, energy and creativity. In fact, if change doesn't cost you anything, then it's not a real change. Yeah. So, Miss Lauren Morrison, you are quite the poster child at the moment for change. Walk us through what's been going on in the Department of Change in your life, in your family's life. So the change that we made, as you have alluded to, is, um, you know, back in October, when I was on Enjoy the Podcast, I was here in LA because my sister and Jared were about to have a baby. And um, I, it was the longest that I've ever not seen my sister. And I was just mm. like, she's going through this pivotal time. But because of COVID, 
I don't even know if I can go down there. My dad told me some crazy story, like you're not going to get insured. And if you get sick, the mafia is going to steal your house. And I was <laughs> oh like, Brian, are all these things true? <laughs> so there were so many scare tactics around being there for sure. her. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew that she needed me. But moreover, I knew that I needed to be there and I wanted to be there. Mm. So I came in October by myself. I left my family. I've got a husband and I've got two children by the ages of now 12 and 10. Mm -hmm. I just turned 10 yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so I left them with the intention of coming here for three weeks to throw them a baby shower and hopefully be here for the birth. It's a great baby shower, by the way. Thank you. The mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. Was memorable. (laughs) just want to say that. I got a lot of pressure on like, you cannot make this baby shower lame. And it's really <laughs> hard to not make a baby shower lame. That's true. They're lame by the, like. The games kind of make it lame. That's if, my point. If you have point. the wrong games. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. So it was, anyways, <laughs> I digress. So that's another episode on <laughs> yeah. how to throw a bomb ass baby shower. Exactly. Um, but, you know, while I was here, uh, just like the conversations I was having, the people that I was around. I kind of went home to Chris at the end of the two weeks and I was like, you're not going to know it until you feel it, but it's different. It's Mm. different being around that kind of energy where so many people are into what you're into. Mm -hmm. So many people like the music that you like. So many people, um, you know, think the similar ways that you think. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for thought diversity. Sure. But it's just around being like around creative energy, but not only creative energy, but it was about being around successful black people. Mm. That was not something that was in my world. Don't get me wrong. I know successful black people, but they weren't like, they weren't in my, they weren't in the, they weren't in the spaces that I was, you know, so where I spent my time is at work Mm -hmm. in a corporate, you know, as a, as a director in a corporate organization, there's just white men and Lauren. Right. (laughs) So, and then in my neighborhood, I'm in a predominantly white neighborhood. So it just, you, yeah. you just kind of didn't have that, didn't have access to that. And so sure enough, uh, a month later, the whole family came down and he felt it too. He mm-hmm. was like, things move different. I feel different. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to keep feeling this. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then um, we had the day where you and Shay graciously took us out to suburb areas. And from that, and I, and I talked to Shay about this, where I was like, Shay, that was... I don't think you know the impact that that day had on this whole transition, Um, which I, which is that it was actually being able to visualize our lives there because we were planning on just driving around. Let's just see what happens, but driving around the neighborhoods and actually walking into homes and seeing kitchens and being like, you mean that our life could, what we live here could be transformed planted here and it's sunny all the time (laughs) and you're around creative people and you're you're around your sister and you're going to be a part of your niece's life and everyone's going to be together like yeah like that Mm. sounds incredible yeah and uh my my and I remember saying to Shay in the backseat of the car when we were uh COVID eating um (laughs) barbecue barbecue It's one of those seem like a good idea at the time kind of plan. Barbecue in the car is Barbecue very the, difficult. Very difficult. So many Side logistics <laughs> that you just <laughs> the idea take is for fun. granted. Not really. Go ahead. Um, but I remember <laughs> saying to her that I have a. I said my fear is that we're all hyped up on the this yes we can juice. Yeah. But then we're going to go home to regular life and regular life is going to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because even I talked to Shan yesterday and Shan said to me. 
because you kind of said just now you're the poster child for change. <laughs> she said to me, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially I'm the poster. Ch- she, she's like, you were always the example of a person who I used to use as someone who could never change. Wow. Interesting. Right. Because hmm. she was like, she's got too much going on for her in Canada. So she would say that I really enjoy the fact that at the time, like I'm not a homeowner. I don't have kids. Like I'm mobile. I can pick up and change my sister. On the other hand, she's got a corporate job. Yeah. She's got, you know, a, not, not just a corporate job, but like a highly recognized executive mm-hmm. corporate job benefits her husband. Yeah. She's got a home. She's got two kids. She's got neighbors. Like, mm-hmm. like the whole life, like roots yeah. are You're cemented in. here, You're cemented in there. You're yeah. done. And, um, and yeah, so I was, but that life, is comfortable it's known Mm -hmm. and i just had this fear that we were getting hyped up on this fantasy that would just be this thing that remember when we talked about remember what remember that remember that day in the backseat of justin and shay's car i said justin and shay's car it'd be weird if i said backseat of justin's car (laughs) but (laughs) where we had this dream yeah remember when we talked about that remember how fun that was yeah to daydream for like a minute mm-hmm. and then we never did anything about it. Yeah. That was my concern. Mm. I don't remember the question that you asked, but the change no, is, is that we've uprooted the entire family yeah. from Toronto and we now live in California. Can you say that again? We have uprooted our family, a family of four to corporate I'm going to call myself a giant. Why not? Um, <laughs> Talk it. Go ahead. But, uh, you earned it. And, you know, two children. And we have left that all behind. And we now live in California. I asked you to repeat it because I just don't know if it's sunk in yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you're here. I'm here. You're actually here. You I'm guys here. are already planting yeah. roots. We're, we're rooting. Yeah. Well, again, I part of wanting to have you on for me selfishly is to learn about the process of again having an idea yeah and just a thought and a daydream as you put it actually making it a reality yeah you're jumping with no net in sight for the most part no safety blanket in sight for the most part yeah um not to mention you're moving across the country right it's it's you know technically we're in north america but you went from I mean, it's a five-hour flight, four-hour flight. It's a long way to go. Your yeah. family's, um, aside from Shan, is in Toronto, yeah. right? You're talking about grandma, grandpa, for your kids. There's a lot going on, not to mention leaving your job. So all this to say, well, Yay. round of applause Yay. for you <laughs> and for Chris for pulling the trigger. Because my next question is, do you feel like you would have regretted it if you didn't? Yes. That was the push. Yeah. Was... I said to Chris, I know if we do nothing different, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what the next five years of our life is going to look like. I know exactly what we're going to be doing. I know exactly where our kids are going to be, where they're going to go to school. I know how we're going to spend our summers. I have no idea. If we move, I have no idea what that looks like. So that just means that the possibilities are Endless. Endless. And exciting. Exciting. Mm -hmm. Right. There is this book that I read. 
uh, it's actually like one of my favorite books. It's a fiction book called Dark Matter by Blake Croucher. Mm. And Dark Matter is all about uh, like this man who is a quantum scientist. Mm. And he essentially develops this pod and these pills where he can go and he can visit uh, different versions of himself in parallel universes. Right? Is this not the new HBO series? I'm sure there's a ton of them. Huh. Because like okay. there's a lot, lot of movies yeah. kind of like this. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But if it is an HBO series, tell me what it is because uh, yeah. I will watch it. I, I love, it I love that book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I loved about the so you know because he is uh, you know kind of in his kitchen making spaghetti. He's got a wife. He's got a son. The son's putting spaghetti on the floor, mm-hmm. and he can't help but wonder like, what if I would have pursued my science? Yeah. further what if i would have you know taken myself up on like those all these what if questions sure. so we actually had the technology where he could actually go and realize that and i was like if i could go back to a certain time in my life mm-hmm. to see what would that version of me look like it yeah. was the version of me that in my early 20s could have come to la mm. Because I, at the time I was in the music industry, mm-hmm. I was doing music publishing and I was, I wanted to be a music supervisor and I was doing music consultation and I was doing music licensing for film and television. Wow. And I was working with a company out in LA and wow. there was this conversation to explore that. Yeah. And so I can't, that, that was my big what if. So to your question about regret, mm-hmm. when the opportunity came back, I was like, I'm not going to do another what if, right. not going to do it. How old were you with that first opportunity, possible opportunity for LA? It was like early 20s, like 20, 21, okay. something like that. So you and Shan were both still in LA. Shan wasn't out Shan here. Shan wasn't or out in here. Toronto, right? No, yeah. There okay. wasn't even no talk of Shan being in LA. Like this was something oh, wow. that I was doing because I was going to be in, the, I was in the music industry. Yeah. I was going to be a music mogul. That that was, mm. that was it. That's what I was So Jimmy Iovine and yeah, you. Yeah, that was it. Did it. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, I think that show is with <laughs> Clive Owen and Julianne Moore. I think that's what you're talking about. If not, it's very similar. You don't have to uh, get we'll, we'll look it up. Yeah. Um, anyways, the reason why I use the word regret is because to me, that is one of my biggest fears. Yeah. To live with that, you know, when I was 21, 22, I was working for this company that was actually had a, a, a setup out, outside of Toronto, was in yeah. LA, and I could have, would have, should have, and you have to live with that. And what's very inspiring that you and, and Chris are creating is outside looking into Shan's point, you two kind of appear like you you're stuck. Yeah. And I don't mean stuck in like a, you're unhappy, but just stuck. Like you're, you're so concreted and rooted to something where it's like, oh, just the thought of it. I, I can't even, I don't imagine, even understand right? it. We haven't even talked about your, your kids friends at home. Oh, you know, there's yeah. a whole thing. The there's whole a whole thing. thing. Yeah. And so it inspires me because Shay and I have, have talked about if we would ever relocate. You know, and, and it's easier for me to pick up and go because I've picked up and go my whole life. Yeah. I've lived in New York. I've lived in L.A. now. Um, travel the world. I've half my life. I've probably been out of a suitcase. It's nothing for me. I shouldn't say nothing. It's not as hard for me to just pick yeah. up and go. Whereas Shay, on the other hand, who ironically enough, when we were dating, was the one who wanted to move to Chicago because she's never lived outside of California. Yeah. So it was like this. I've always thought about it. I always dreamed about it. I have this opportunity now. Right. Let's go. So all this to say we are still like, oh, I don't know if I could pull it. Just the thought of it is kind of, it's, it's scary. It's daunting. It's scary. But for us, it's back to that regret. Would we regret not moving or would we regret staying here, right? So, mm-hmm. Or, or um, ended up moving and pulling the trigger. Another question, though, that I, I want to address and, and talk about the process, right? Because 
that daydream, that idea is fun. That just thought ultimately comes down to, okay, well, there's got to be some changes, some sacrifices, some mm-hmm. ending in order for us to actually physically get to LA, to move to LA. So did you ever think like, what would it cost me in order to get what I truly desire? Yeah. What is it currently costing me? Sure. Is another interesting question. Um, well, okay. Let's talk about what would it cost me? Cause mm. it, you know, in order for you to change anything about yourself, your desire for change has to be, or sorry, the pain of change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to screw this up. I always do. In order for you to actually make a change, the pain of change has to be greater than the pain of staying the same. Yep. Nope, other way around. The pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of, of change. Butchered it. All right. <laughs> Everyone's picking up what you're putting okay. down. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I'm not I'm not a JD's gems. I don't, I don't profess to be. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, the so when I thought about what it would cost us, it was more like, okay, it was just sort of d- the discomfort of the discomfort of moving the kids away from their friends. Yeah. The discomfort of moving my husband away from his mother when he's an only child, an only child to a, an an elderly mother, Mm. single mother. Yeah. That was, those are costs. Mm. Um, but what we realized, what I knew was that we could figure out the costs. And as we kind of went down that path of like figuring out one thing at a time, because my biggest fear was that it would cost us too much. My big fear was that we would need, because I knew I couldn't bring my Chris's job uh, signed on to relocate him. Mm. I knew that that wouldn't be for me. So the cost would be a loss of my income, Sure. which again, Chris and I were making like pretty much neck and neck, right? So that's significant. Of course. Um, but again, it's like, so we were just trying to figure out like one obstacle at a time. How could we figure that out? Right? Like, how do we make that money? How do we make that money back? What yeah. are the avenues that we look at? Which is how, you know, I started, we talked to Shan about us working together. One, what that salary would look like, but two, but also, you know, me launching my own business, my own, my own, uh, performance coaching business was again, a way of figuring all that out. Yeah. So when we just kind of figured it out one thing at a time, then the fear of that cost kind of disappeared. Yeah. Now that I'm here, what I didn't realize or I didn't really fully take in or take yeah. consideration mm-hmm. was the loss of independence and the loss of identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I haven't mourned that yet. Mm. And I didn't, because I didn't foresee it. It was just like, Oh, everything's lining up. Oh, like yeah. everything that we thought was an obstacle, like, Oh, you know, we'll never get a mortgage cause we're Canadian. No, RBC does that. <laughs> you know, like they do it all the time. Yeah. Um, Oh, we're going to have to live in like a one bedroom apartment because we're starting over. And it's like, no, you can live in your same five bedroom house just over here. And yeah. it's like, okay. So all of it was just lining up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you just kind of go with that momentum, mm-hmm. but now that we're here, there is this frustration and this loss of self that I have because I was my own person. Mm. 
I was my own, I was a mom or whatever, but I'm my own person. Like if I need to go somewhere, I get in a car, I drive. If I need to buy something, I make my money. I go purchase things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do anything. Like I, I'm empowered to do that. Sure. At this stage, because we're moving from a foreign country, I have not, I don't have any of that. Yeah. You know, um, we're in one car, it's a rental. I need to come here. I, I got to go through like 60 questions of like qualifications and, you know, like, yeah. um, or I need to ask for money yeah. just so I can go into a store because we're low on milk because all of that stuff isn't set up yet. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but not necessarily knowing what my job is or what the start date is or what the, office hours look like or all of that stuff just has me in this constant state of limbo where I just feel like I constantly have to be bending to everyone else because I don't understand what it looks like to be me Mm. right now. Wow. That makes sense. That's makes total sense. And it's, I'm trying to process and say that's powerful. Yeah. Wow. When and how did you, well, I guess not how, but when did you really start to notice this, that it was serious and not just something that's like, oh, we'll be okay. I'll figure it out. It's, it's fine. Like, when did you start to, when did it start to kind of take over you to where you're like, I actually need to spend some time in this department? I kind of feel like week one, you know, I, I thought about, and I think two was, I was listening to the episode of Enjoy the Podcast about the the infamous satisfaction episode. Satisfaction? Satisfaction episode. I'm not allowed to use that word. (laughs) Chris is like, don't you dare. (laughs) Because you're going to start using it and I'm going to start using it. (laughs) Um, Satisfaction. Satisfaction. And it was like this... You know, you had this amazing, you had this milestone that you were going to get to when you put it on your vision board, move to California. Yeah. And you worked and you got there Mm -hmm. and it was just like you know you just enjoy the view and i was like i can't yeah it's it's i won't swear but it's effing cloudy yeah it's foggy up here i can't Mm. see um and i just feel like i'm i'm not even at the i've 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 hit the mile there was a big sticker on my my i have i don't have a vision board i have a vision board but it's like sticky notes on a mirror um but there's this big one move to cali yeah. That was it. Okay, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Now what? I can't see it. I and I I just feel like I'm I'm not even at the peak of a mountain. I'm at the base of a one that I don't even know where the top is. Yeah. I don't even I have like I'm, I've I'm kind of just like okay, well I got here. I ripped off the band-aid. I didn't figure it all. That was the thing. None of this got figured out in advance. Yeah. People would find out about me moving to California in like pieces because I was like there was never a concrete decision date. Like we're moving to California. Yeah. It was like, "Hey, let's figure this thing out." Mm-hmm. But there's so many gates to go through and there's so many decisions points that could happen that would just cause you to be like, oh, we're not moving. Yeah. Like up until the day that Chris, you know, flew down here for three weeks himself, Mm -hmm. which was in June. And he took in his visa application. When he went into that airport, there was a chance as late as June, like a month ago, where if the officer said, sorry, still be there. Wow. So how was there ever going to be this like concrete decision? Sure. 
when so you kind of reach that peak and then it's like I can't enjoy the view and it was feeling that way but I would look at Chris and I would get so jealous of him because because he's continued his role over here Mm. he's he's enjoying He's like basking in it. He's like, best life. he's in the sun. Like yeah. he got a raise because of this. Like, so he's just, but he's also, but because we're doing so much of this through his company, mm-hmm. he also has access to figuring out most of this stuff where I'm just like the receiver. Like I'm the, I'm the like, Hey, so, um, I, at what point do I get to be brought into the loop on this part? You sure. know what I mean? Because it's not in my control. None of this mm-hmm. is in my control. Um, but because he, he, you know, it's in his wheelhouse, it's in his control and he know he wakes up in the morning. He knows exactly what he's got to do that yeah. day. He knows exactly what meetings to go to. He's got a work from home situation already worked out. He looks at me. He's like, isn't it just beautiful, Lauren? <laughs> like, I just love this. I just, I love this. It's so, you know, like I'm different out here. Like I can feel the air. It's like, yeah, <laughs> must be nice. It's so nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be so nice to be you. And I'm just like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think it's just so important that you are recognizing it, but also just kind of living in it and not suppressing it, not running from it, not blaming anyone, not letting it cause resentment in your marriage or, you know, I said, you know, you're frustrated and it makes you uncomfortable, but it's not a detriment. It's not something that you hold against Chris, right? It's not his fault that this is kind of all shaped up. Sometimes I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's good that you're, you're sitting with it. I think it's so important. And, and ultimately, as we all know, comfort, which was Toronto and growth, California California. could not coexist. It's not. Well, what was the first quote that you talked about? Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I'm so, butchering a, all your quotes. A longer quote, but um, one half of knowing what you want is knowing what you must give up before you get it. Yeah. And change, probably this is where you're going, change will always cost you something. Yes. If not monetarily, yes. then in time, energy, and creativity. Yes. In fact, if it doesn't cost you anything, it's not real change. This is costing you personally. That's where I'm sitting. Everything. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I'm sitting. Yeah. Now, I have hope. I have support. You have trust. I have trust. Um, so I, I have all the things. Yeah. What I haven't given myself is the space to mm. figure it out. Um, what does that look like? It looks like, that's a very good question. Um, like really putting together a plan. Sitting down with the, with the plan. With that the, plan. The, 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 what's in my control is really a matter of, of, documenting like just even right, documenting sounds so formal mm-hmm. um but even just like writing out the things that are currently giving me anxiety yeah. and then processing each one of those no different than what we did to get here what are all the things that are giving us anxiety about the move figure that one out figure that one out figure that one out you just knock them off the list until you're just like oh my god we're doing this yeah and that's and that's that that is what that space looks like but I think that I've reserved that part for after the kids get into school. Cause once the kids get into, cause right now you're, I'm just being feeling very torn Yeah. because I, I'm, it's hard for me to give to myself when I've just uprooting, uh, uprooted my children. Cause this was the thing that I said to Shan too. I said, even coming out here was, I was like, I'm very fearful cause Chris isn't taking vacation. So I'm very fearful that I'm going to come out there. The kids do not have school 
They do not have summer camp. Yeah. They do not have friends. Right. They got. They have nothing. Yeah. It's costing them a lot. They just and got Wi-Fi. They just got Wi-Fi. <laughs> they just got Wi-Fi like a, like a week ago. Yeah. Right. But and then what am I going to do? I'm going to say I'm going to work. Your dad's going to work. Figure it out. Yeah. I ca- I can't do that. So, but at the same time, Shan needs help. The same time, the moving logistics need paying attention to Mm -hmm. getting going to the DMV, like getting all the shots and like all of this stuff. Sure. All of that needs being paying attention to. I still have a coaching business that I didn't, I didn't like, I took off one week. So I still have that going. And then, then there's the kids. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of like, until the kids are in school and they have structure and they have the ability and access to make friends and build a life on their own, and we can start talking about extracurriculars, there isn't me time right now, but I can see it. And when I was leading teams, like we all, like my people would come to me when they're feeling stressed, when they're feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I used to ask them, I would say, can you see your meadow? And the meadow is this place where you can breathe. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's yeah. blue skies, yeah. it's butterflies, it's, it's green haven. grass, and it's clear. Yeah. You know? Can you see your meadow? Can you see that point where if you can just get past this date, there's your meadow? Yeah. And, if they could, and if they said no, they can't see it, we got a problem. Let's start fixing that. But if you can see your meadow, okay, this is a moment in time. Let's just do what we got to do to get through it. Mm-hmm. But then make sure that we hit that, that meadow is a milestone. Yeah. So for me, that's my meadow. I need to make sure that I actually use the meadow and not just like cover it in fog again yeah. and just keep going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's what looks space like. looks like for me. It looks yeah. like the meadow, but it also looks like the kids going to school mm-hmm. and because their mental health, especially with COVID, I was like, is this fair? This move can't be fair to them because they've been in and out of online school. They've been in and out of like, they, they also changed schools last year too. We took them, put them into a new school oh, wow. yeah. and they hated it. So I was just like, now I'm layering just another big thing onto them mm-hmm. and taking care of their mental health has just been such a, so we'd already felt selfish sure. and mean yeah. to make this change to begin with. So I'm just like, but if they're set up for success, they're in school. If I just pay attention to them mm-hmm. and I can, they, I can release that from my conscience, yeah. then there's space to be like, okay, Lauren, now figure your stuff out. Yeah. Such a selfless loving act i feel like i'm talking so much no no i this is great (laughs) because i talk way too much and i'm like i forgot i have a guest here um (laughs) so please and but it's such a selfless loving act Mm. for you and it hits home for me because i am almost positive i can speak on behalf of 75 percent of people listening or watching right now who didn't have a parent who had the thought process as you mm-hmm. and Chris. The meadow. Uh, my mom lived at her meadow on a Tuesday, <laughs> on a Sunday, in 96, in 03. Yeah. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Selfish act after selfish act after selfish act. Without much consideration of me. Yep. He'll be all right. 
He'll be all right. Fend for himself. Yeah. He'll be good. Not even taking into consideration the impact and the effect of what said decisions, in my column, consequences, <laughs> would have on me. Yeah. So bravo to you and to Chris for even having the wherewithal. And it sounds common sense to you, but trust me, it's not common yeah. to most parents. And I, I think that it's important to, like, I've, I've let my kids watch me cry. Yeah. I've let my kids watch me break down. I've let my kids watch me struggle um, because I think it's important. I yeah. think it's important that they understand where they are in my thought process because it can all just seem easy yeah. and magical. Like, you don't think about where the orange juice comes from, what it takes to get <laughs> the orange juice. It just appears in the fridge, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that it's, it's good for them. I don't want to shield them from the pain of making hard decisions. Sure. Yeah. You should know. You so should important. know what what's going. And then that way, the time that I do spend with you, you appreciate it because you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be here. I don't have to be here. I've got things to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a, a little bit more back on, on the timeline of, of you're still in Toronto. You're still contemplating everything. Um, you mentioned offline that you were still hesitant. Yeah. Although you have this sticky on your mirror and, 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 your, and your vision, your dream board, you were still like, yeah, but walk me through kind of that hesitation and more so what got you past that? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's fear, right? It's fear. The what ifs. Certain things had to be figured out in order for me to be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Because the... So, you know, my, my big thing was like, I think the first day that we were like, Hey, maybe we should figure this out. I think I called Shay and I was like, let me talk to a lender. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Day one, day one, because my fear was that I was going to change the lifestyle that my children and my family had grown accustomed to. Yeah. So until I knew that that was going to be okay Mm -hmm. and I'm still going through it, but that was always at the forefront. And again, it's just better for them. Mm. You know, what got me past that was knowing that my son was going to start high school in two years. Okay. I'm not going to take a kid out of high school. No. And make a change like this. So, It just kind of got to a place where it became, it's now or never. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two. Um, what was the book? Um, How to Be a Badass at Making Money. Yep. The line that stuck out for me from that book was, if you made a plan B, then you haven't made a decision. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was constantly that reminder to stop making contingency plans. Stop making plan Bs. Mm-hmm. You're making a decision. And it was, and, and just like those thoughts over it. Like it's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to feel this way. You're supposed yeah. to, if, you, if you're fearful of it, that means that you're on the right path. Run towards it. Run towards it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everything is figure outable. It's mm-hmm. like those things were where it just became necessary. Yeah. And if I'm being very honest, as we figured it out, it just made more and more sense to the point where not doing it would have been like 
chicken s yeah. of us not to do it. You can swear, by the way. I feel bad. You can swear. I appreciate that because it says a lot about how you feel about the show. But you can swear. I either edit it out or leave <laughs> it in. Leave it. Depends. I just can't come up with another word. It, it, oh, it feels cowardly. Okay. There, give me more time. Sure. It would. It would have felt cowardly to not do it because everything's like all the everything's lining up for you, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact that we made this change so fast mm-hmm. was just showing how rapidly things were lining up. Sure. You know, not not only, you know, was Chris's work in support, yeah, but he was going to make more money yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, the visas were going to be taken care of. Yeah. The house market was ridiculous. Still is. So we could make <laughs> bank yep. on our house. <clears throat> yep. All of those things. And it's like, even before we knew whether we would be able to come or not, we put our house on the market because it felt like for every day that we weren't on the market, it was a week. For every week that we weren't on the market, it was $100,000 that we were walking away from. Wow. Because you never knew when the market was going to cool. Sure. So it was all of those. You need external. And this is something I talk to my clients about as well when it comes to like moving towards something. It's like you yeah. need milestones or factors that are not in your control that push you ahead. The market is not in my control. Mm. What I do with it is, sure. right? Um, yeah. My kids starting high school is not in my control. But I use those markers that are out of my control in order to push me to make harder decisions because otherwise it could just be like in 18 months, maybe Mm -hmm. we'll keep considering it. Mm -hmm. But when you have those external milestones that are not in your control, then it pushes you forward because now you don't have a choice because now you're going to, now you're, you're caught, you can see the cost of the decisions that you're making versus just being like, meh. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Figure it out later. California will always yeah, be there. Exactly. It won't. It won't. It won't. At <laughs> least at least not to the to the route that ended up being what yeah. you took. Or it, the the path it will never be as easy yeah. as it is today. Correct. Right? So you said that when I asked, you know, you were still hesitant, you said fear. But you're here now. Yeah. What is your fear now of being here? <sighs> Uh, again, loss of identity, the, mm. the stay, staying in loss of identity for a long time. Um, something that, you know, Shannon and I talked about this, um, when, uh, I was on her YouTube and we talked about, uh, it was kind of like premarital counseling for us to mm. be working together. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was always this sort of, and I talked to her about, you know, when I, talked to one of my best friends and uh his comment to me was like you're just gonna like why are you even doing this when you go down there you're just gonna be shan's sister and it's like Mm. that's a real thing because Mm. out here in in my world Mm. i'm successful i'm the star of my show sure right i i run the island (laughs) (laughs) out here i'm shan's sister Working with Shan, working with my family, it's in support of Shan's business. Shan's business. And so the fear I have is not figuring out how to carve out my own identity mm-hmm. and be my be who I was mm-hmm. when we were separate. Shining in our own lights, mm-hmm. right? Now I gotta figure out how to elevate her 
while still not being lost in the background shadow, yeah. the background. Cause I can very easily become a background player. Mm. I'm good at it. Cause I'm an introvert. I'm shy as a, as a normal human being. That's my, that's my being. Mm. And, um, I have to push myself to be out in the forefront, yeah. but it was never like I went to school for radio and television arts. The, I never wanted to be on the screen. I wanted to be behind the scenes mm-hmm. when, even when I was, um, Beyonce, uh, when I was a Beyonce impersonator, I was always being drawn to like, let me deal with the contracts. Let me do the business <laughs> side of it yeah. because I can just very easily, if you, if you don't check me and I, if it goes unchecked, mm-hmm. I'll fade back. So my fear is just not giving that space enough priority or always rationalizing myself out of like, so today I say to you, you know, when my kids are in school, then I can figure out me Mm -hmm. or then the kids are in school and I found a new reason to not figure out me. Right. So that's the thing that I have to constantly keep in check. If you don't mind me asking, where does that stem from? Which one? I love the background role. Where does it stem? It stems from being shy. It stems Childhood. From child, from naturally being a shy person. Okay. You know? Um, th- but that being said, I would come alive. Like my mom loves to talk about this where she was like when I was um, six years old or something. I was very, very shy, didn't talk to people, whatever the case is. But then I was Miss Hannigan in some school camp play of Annie. Mm. And she sat in the audience and she was like, who is this child? Who is this person? Comes to light. Yeah. Yeah. But because I'm more so that on, like on, I I can more, like I can tap into that when there's an audience, Mm -hmm. but by myself, (laughs) right? right? By myself, I can shrink into myself. If you are playing piano music during this moment, I won't. Don't play piano music <laughs> during this moment. I swear to God. <laughs> I'll boycott your show. I will not. I will promise. <laughs> I'll play some trap music. For no, you. you'll play some trap music. Get you hyped. <laughs> <laughs> play some rocking music for okay. you. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of, uh, you know, just it's, it's, it, it can be very easy for me to be in the background, but it's also yeah. my nurturing side where I just want to, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good making other people successful. I'm good lifting other people up. Like, and I can justify that that makes me happy to see you being amazing. That makes me happy. And my role is to nurture that, but it diminishes this really cool part of me that deserves to stand in its own light. But selfishly you're being, you're being selfish with your selflessness. Exactly. Exactly. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So is that is that sustainable? That's but that's the constant reminder. Is that no, because it's not sustainable. Because even in this moment right now, where again, like I say to you, like I recognize that I can't sit in this much longer. Mm. I can't sit in this feeling much longer of not not knowing what to do with Lauren. Mm. Right? Can't. Which which version of Lauren? The version of Lauren that is in control. The version of Lauren that is on her own. The Mm. version of Lauren that books her own audiences has her own, you know, has her own business, has her own, um, you know, presence, has her own podcast, has her own, you know, where she's her own person. Sure. That's the part of me that I have to constantly ensure Mm -hmm. because I believe in that part. Mm -hmm. I actually fully do. I believe that I'm good at that. And I believe that I'm talented in that space Mm -hmm. and I will do myself a disservice if I allow myself not to live in that, live in that. I agree. Now it's just a matter of, but I also know that I will not be good if I am completely selfish with that. Yeah. So it's, it's a balancing act is trying to figure out how to, and I, but you know, I coach so many women, Mm -hmm. I coach so many women. Um, and that is a constant struggle for a lot of women, yeah. especially when you're, when you become a mother mm-hmm. for a lot of mothers, it's me last, sure. right? Everyone else, I can, I can take care of everyone else. If my husband's having game night, I can make amazing tacos, but I'll eat nothing all day. We can very much, very easily play the role of the nurturer, play yeah. the role of the, the martyr. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to have that reminder to, we have to give ourselves that permission to mm-hmm. shine on our own. And, and I think too, just I'm putting myself in <clears throat> your shoes with Shay. And if Shay, you know, was, was feeling these things and at times she does, she's yeah. so selfish with her selflessness. Yeah. She says yes to me and says no to herself yeah. too often, yeah. more than we would both like. But I, I've taken on some responsibility that I can control in helping to change that yeah. in a way where I'm supporting anything that you want to do that is serving for you. Yeah. Even if it means that me and my guys got to order Taco Bell because you won't make tacos from scratch. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'd rather you eat. These guys don't even appreciate. They don't even know the difference. You yeah. could wrap it in Taco Bell wrap. They think it's, you know what I mean? Be fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's so important, I think, for spouses and for partners to acknowledge how your partner feels. Yeah. To respect how they feel. Even if they say, it's okay. I got it. No, no, it's fine. No, no, it's okay. That's a that's a, not a cry for help to be. I don't mean to be insensitive, but that is a sign that it's not okay. Yeah. Right. And that's something that Chris is actively does as right. well. Like even his birthday is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he will go. He will say the words, "I don't want you to cook." Yeah. Because it'll be like, "What can I make you? Let, let me make this day special." Like because. You know, and, and two, just the way the birthdays are, like, Cairo's July 6th, Zara's August 6th, 
Chris is August 8th. I'm August 19th. By the time we get to my birthday, I'm birthdayed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, we're all done celebrating. Right. Our, my family doesn't want to see us anymore. <laughs> right, right. No more birthdays. <laughs> no more birthdays. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he will, he will take that to just kind of say, you know, I actually don't want you. What would mean the most to me sure. is if you just sat on the couch and we had takeout together and yeah. you weren't in the kitchen. You were present with You're me. You were present with me. And yeah. that would, that Be would a present. mean most, exactly. It's the best present to get. I'm a present. Your, your presence <laughs> is a present. My presence is a present. Like that? Go ahead, Kanye. Um, but I, I do want to go back to the fear of not finding yourself, the mm-hmm. fear of continuing to be selfless, that everyone is good yeah. and, and you'll, you'll figure it out later. Um, when working with family, yeah. <laughs> first of all, bless your heart, all power to you. Uh, I couldn't personally. Oh, I will say that that was absolutely part of the hesitancy <laughs> as well. Oh my God. Because it, it was just like, you know, cause you're not supposed to mix these things. That's the so cardinal it's a risk, rule. Right. Yeah. It's a risk. Like this is my best, this is my sister's my best friend. Yeah. What if we can't work together? Right. Like for me, that was part of the resistance. Yeah. And at the time that we had made the decision, I was getting so many offers mm. to work for other banks, for work to other data companies. I got, I got, I got IT options coming out the yin yang <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to come to LA and work for another IT company. Like yeah. it's not going to be it. Um, so this is the way to go. But it was, it's definitely that thing mm-hmm. that says like, what if, what if, what if you guys fall out? What if, what if when the money gets real, things start acting up? Sure. Like it's all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was part of my hesitancy where it was like, that wasn't at risk for Chris, sure. but it was at right. risk for me and for yeah. the most important relationship that I have in my life mm-hmm. is, oh man, that sounds weird. Um, outside of my husband and kids. Outside of your, <laughs> inside of your immediate household. And that's outside yeah. of my immediate household. Because Chris is going to listen to it and be like, wait a minute. Yeah, hold on. Um, <laughs> is with my sister. Sure. And this introduced so much good, but it introduced so much risk as well. So my follow-up question. You were question. going to ask a question. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me ask the question. Go ahead. On my show. Um, so <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. The um, follow-up question I had was, you said, you feared not being able to work with your sister. You feared, yep. you know, mixing family and money and so on and so forth. But have you ever thought about the fear of what happens if the corporate, what you've worked so hard to achieve version of Lauren appears while working with your sister? Yes. What happens when you get your you, as you said, you haven't really found it yet while you're here in these, these transition weeks, three weeks in, when you're working with your sister? Yeah, 100%. Because they're so free flowing. I'm going to come in there with my structure and my agendas mm-hmm. and my start time, end times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in with that. Um, the, the cool thing about me, though, mm-hmm. is that I have the corporate structure, but I also have the creative background. So I started out working with creative. Yeah. So I know how to speak both languages. It's huge. Um, and like my degree is in radio and television arts. So producing content and media, like I'm versed in that space, but I'm also versed in the strategic planning, the financial planning. I'm, I'm versed in how to transform organizations, how to grow revenue, how to lead teams. Sure. So 
absolutely, there is that concern that I'm going to come in. And I, I think I said this to Shan as well, where it was less about Shan because I know that Shan, Shan wants to be told in mm. a lot of ways, like what to do. Sure. Because it's kind of a relief for her. Totally. When someone can come in and be like, no, 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 do this, do this, do this. Yeah. And so even part of uh, this, you know, while we were doing, Shan and I launched a course together mm-hmm. and that was really like dating for yeah. me. I was like, I'm not even going to do this for money. Like, I just want to see how we can work together. And because I need to know, like, it's like moving in before you get married to figure this out. Everyone should. Everyone should do. Personally, it's how I feel. Or get divorced and try it again. (laughs) There's a gem. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. It's fine. Just get divorced. Do it over. Do it all over again. It's not going to be right the first time. Okay. Um, But the, uh, but, but doing that was like to kind of see when I, how, how do we receive each other? Mm-hmm. How do we work with one another? And what I saw with Shan is that her, my structure is foreign to her, but she also sees the value in it. Yeah. And similarly, her ideas are so like, I would never think that. Like, I don't even understand how you go there. <laughs> and we can kind of come together in a spot like even with the, when I talk about the happy main character energy retreat that we held, if we would have done it all my way and if we would have done it all her way, if we would have done it all her way, it would not have been good. If we would have done it all my way, it would not have been good. But bringing the two together, bringing the structure and asking those critical structural questions on that's an interesting idea. Um, Tell me what you want to accomplish by having a twerk off in this five minutes of reflection. (laughs) How do you see this benefiting the the What what is it that you're (laughs) looking to do? Okay, that's your objective. What if we did another way? Or Mm. what if like, but it's those kinds of conversations and she listens. Yeah, We listen to each other and we know when to kind of be like, okay, valid, Mm. I'm backing off. Versus, um, you know, like each one of us just really wanting to get our way. Sure. It's so important that you check the ego but this is actually good, I think, for as well. Because for me, when, when I think of ego, unfortunately for now, I think of men. Mm. I think it's like our egos get in our own way. Which yeah. It's, you know, too much pride as well for our own good, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for you two to be able to set both egos, different egos, yeah. right, aside and to be a yin to the yang, understanding the ultimate value of working together is always going to be better than working apart. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's great that you had that practice, you had that trial and error. And it's, it's great that you're spending time, I think also to, to sit with like, what happens if the version of myself that I would love to be, that I'm trying to be, doesn't work with working with my sister. Yeah. And what if it does, right? It's beautiful that you're spending time with both. (sighs) So I guess a final takeaway with the episode, as much as we've, we've unpacked a lot. I wrote something down that I I would just love to hear your thoughts on. Do you agree that you must remove or destroy or cancel out something that's old to create something new? Or can you just kind of mesh it together? It's a very vague general question. I realize that as I'm asking it. To be more specific, was there anything in your life in Toronto that you felt that you had to get rid of or you know, in some way, shape, or form, in, in order to have the life that you knew you could have with your family in California? A pension. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Not expecting an answer. Okay. A bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Stocks. Um, Maybe it's structure. Uh, it, it is, it is structure. It, you know what it is? It's, it's structure. Um, and it's, it's funny cause I, I do remind myself of that line in my resume. That's like works well in ambiguity. Like <laughs> I remind myself of that. Like sure. you said it, you be it. Yeah. Right? Um, own it. <laughs> you have to own it. Um, but, uh, I think that what has been difficult for me to wrap my head around is no longer leading people. That part mm. is not not needed here. It's not I don't I don't have people right now, right? So it's like the buck stops with me. If something gets handed to me, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, see, so see so what? Oh, so you want me to do I, that? I'm that, supposed that's to do me. this. That's me. That's <laughs> me. Yeah. And it's and it's doing things that I'm not good at, yeah. you know. So, what's another thing you have to destroy the part of you that is great at stuff <laughs> like mm. great at everything i'm a very well decorated corporate employee mm. you know i've got awards because of how and because i'm a project manager i work with structure in scope out of scope timelines milestones risk mitigation sure that's my language Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me. That's how, that's how, that's how working makes sense to me sure. and, and leading people and being able to delegate and being able to manage my space bec- and because I'm empowering other people yeah. to rise up by them doing some of the work. Sure. Um, so I'm not saying that that's gone. It's not present right now, mm-hmm. but I do think that I, I do know that I see that coming again yeah. you know I do I do see that being on the horizon um, but it is a part of me that has to be okay with now being the janitor <laughs> I, I've got to be the janitor I've got to be the you know CEO sometimes I've got to be the I don't know I'm just going to list other roles and you're like, we get it Lauren <laughs> you have to be all things yeah cook wash bottle washer sure Babysitter. You know what? Just stop doing quotes. That's yeah. that is that's what this is. Just stop trying to do quotes, <laughs> yeah. Lauren. You're not good at it. Destroy um, <laughs> that to create something new. Yeah. But it's but where I could delegate that that stuff before because mm-hmm. I'm like my role is to be X. Now it's this mishmash of like I don't know what my role. My role is to just get in and just do whatever needs to get done. Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife. And I don't want to stay in that way for for very long because I I do believe that. Um, it's, it's important to empower others. I do believe that it is important to, um, you know, get others good at things so Mm -hmm. that you're not always in the fire. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in firefighting Mm. full time. I believe that that there's elements of that, but I'm not trying to be in the fire all the time. I want to, but I, I want to bring structure. I want to bring leadership. I want to bring those things. Is there present right now? No, but I'm not in there yet. Sure. Once I get in there, but I did, but I have had to let that part of me go. That is, and I think Shan said this to me where when she thinks of Lauren, she thinks of a person who is, does everything exactly right. Yeah. And now I have to be in this place. I have to let that part go mm-hmm. to be Lauren who does things wrong but learns from it and figures it out Mm -hmm. because she sucks in that area. I have to be Lauren who sucks for a bit. When was the last time you were Lauren who sucks? Um, I suck once every six months. I will say that I suck once every six months, Mm. 
but that is how I grow. And I use those as confidence boosters to say, I suck right now, but I look at my track record and I always swim. Mm -hmm. I will get those awards back. I will get command of this. I will be amazing at this. And I will talk about later about the time when I sucked. Yeah. Cause I'll talk about it for the other part where I sucked, I sucked every day. And now I could talk about how, you know what, JD, I was actually pretty friggin' awesome. (laughs) Like I killed it for sure. And I'll do it again. Yeah. I love that you used the word swim. I think about that often. It's, it's, um, you know, jumping into the deep end. Yeah. You jump into the deep end and you sink Mm -hmm. or swim. I will always swim. I also think of it, you know, like water, right? You have to be fluid. Mm-hmm. sometimes the tide changes yeah sometimes it's it's deep in this sense sometimes it's shallow in this sense so with water it comes fluidity adaptability yeah. so on my resume it's great yeah <laughs> water <laughs> look it up okay i want to take this moment to acknowledge you can i go first to acknowledge myself or to now acknowledge me it's your podcast can i go first okay sure I just want to say how very, very cool. I have listened this week aside. I've listened to every single one of your podcasts. Thank you. Every single one of I your podcasts. I know you have. Thank you. And um, I just think that it is. So, and I also know that you don't choose people lightly to sit in this chair. No. So I'm very honored to be in here. Um, but I'm also, it's really cool to be on this side yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you so much for not just having me here or trusting me enough with this hour Mm -hmm. of your audience's time and their precious ears. Um, but also for just, you know, you, you and Shay have been incredible friends through this transition. Mm -hmm. You guys have been, um, you know, kind of provided more light than, you know, in terms of what life could look like on this side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, um, you know, when I was doing my stuff, when I started, I remember when I did, uh, when I first said I'm doing a book club, yeah. you reached out to me immediately and you're just like, how can I help? How yeah. can I be a part of this? And it's just really nice that you are supportive for technically someone who you don't really know. Like, mm. you've known me for like a minute. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of that and for being such a really great um, influence and, and having a, a, a great impact and being a source of encouragement in times when I've felt like I suck. So thank you. Wow. Um, also, That's great. like even in this moment, yeah. I should be crying mm. because I'm, I've been teetering all week. Mm. I've been teetering because there's just so much going on. Yeah, like I'm yeah. unpacking, I'm sure. caring for a baby again. Um, you know, being torn in very different directions. Mm. Uh, but you've created this space where I feel comfortable. I feel confident. Um, and I feel good about the things that I'm saying, cause you're asking really great questions. Thank so you. I just wanted to say thank you for that. Well, we can cry together if you want. Do you want a high five? You, I do want a high five. Thank, thank you. you. I want a hand oh. hug. It's a hand hug. <laughs> it was weird that I tried to pull back and you like That's, held it's me. A hand hug. I, I've tried to put you. Were, yeah, this is no, great. I, I went like that. I yeah. snapped back and you were like, you no, did. No, hand here. hug. Stay hand here. Hug. <laughs> I thank you so much for all that. That's the first time anyone's acknowledged me on the show. So I appreciate it. Um, more of the like not knowing you. So why is it this, you know, give? Um, I, I don't really know you that well. I don't really know Chris and, and you know, Zara and Kara that well. But the initial meeting of you 
and the impression that you gave, not that I received, but that you gave, that forced me to receive, was so warm. In like every way of that word, it was like, you even corrected me on how I hug. That's how warm it was. You know, I came in with like the half, you know, side hug and you were like, that's weird. All Americans hug. And I was like, oh, shoot. Well, here, let's bring it in for the real thing, you know? And even from that, but just I could tell you took the time, like, not just from watching, you know, the enjoy the podcast or even who can write, but I could just tell that you cared. Yeah. You were always already someone invested in, in me. So I felt that. And um, I just appreciate that. And, and it's not, it's you, it's Shan, it's Olivia, it's Brian, it's Chris, anyone that's in your life. Um, you, you give that off. Mm. Um, but I really appreciate all that you said. And, and I know I can speak on behalf of Shay that I think for a long time there next under Shan and Jared, Shay and I were most excited to have you here. Yeah. It, it's been that way. I actually feel like you were over Shan and Jared. Okay. Oh, because Shan didn't think Shan it was didn't, real. No, Shan, Shan didn't think it was real. And yeah. she was just, it was too painful for her to, even fathom invest in that idea. Yeah. yeah I respect that. I, I, I remember those, those moments for yeah. her too. Um, but we were so excited. We are so excited. You know, it's, um, you may have to tell us, okay, JD and Shay, just not this weekend to come over. Cause we're ready any and every weekend <laughs> we're there. We're, we're here for it. And we're just so happy that not only are you here, but I, I know how it is. I can only imagine having my family here. Yeah. Like, Okay, I'm not going to cry, but I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And, you know, for you and Shan, I'm just, I'm rooting for yeah. you too. I'm, I'm so excited to see what comes from this, this yin and yang that will be. And I'm excited. Now, my turn to acknowledge you. I'm excited for California Lauren. Yeah. And we talked about California Cairo. California Chris is already rolling. He's he, already he's rolling. Been rolling. He's, he's, he's been rolling since New Year's. He's up and running. <laughs> he's been rolling since we had barbecue in the car. That's like Chris has been on this. But for you. He needs to install brake pads on California yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But for you, um, again, the impression that you left on me the first time I met you um, was also a moment of awe. It's, oh. it's, it's very rare for me to be impressed by people. Like very rare. I can tell you six people. Okay. You're one of the six. I'm one of the six. Because your presence is a present. And, and, and that's why it was like, make sure I say that when, when you were talking about it, because it's so refreshing to see someone who is sure of who they are and living in it and being unapologetic for it. It's so refreshing to see someone who has this beautiful, as Jared taught me, mosaic, not a balance, a mosaic blend of life. Yeah. You're an all-star mother, all-star wife. I have you on my phone as Chef Lo. Yeah. You're an all-star cook, sister, friend, etc. We need more people, more human beings like you. It's an honor to have you in some way, shape, or form in my life and in Shay's life. You've also reached out to me with my consultation and my coaching to where like, hey, I'm going through this stuff. By the way, you should get this book. And I'm going through <laughs> these things. And, and can we talk? And I was like, in my... my um, struggle lately has been um lack of feeling worthy mm. and i had this moment of like i, I can't call her well, she's asking me to talk so it's <laughs> like it's okay she's like open the door because i know how precious and how valuable you are and your time is and for some reason that that moment i didn't feel worthy of it mm. but i just appreciate you 
um, for always being a phone call away, for yeah. always being available and accessible. And um, for me personally, that, that means a lot to me. And again, just I'm at another place in my life too where I only want a certain type of energy in my life. Yes. I'm so protective of my light and so protective of my energy because that shit sucks on either side. And mm-hmm. I won't edit that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to have you a part of that energy um, means so much to me. Thank so you. I appreciate you. That was good flower giving. Like that? I really appreciate it. Cool. Shan was very... Was like, um, what's he going to say? Yeah. Shan's like, oh my God, JD, <laughs> do you do this to all your guests? And I was like, yeah, but it's not a copy and paste. Like it's no. very customizable. It's like it's personal. It's it like, is. Yeah. Jared would call it flirting, but you know. I think it's good <sighs> flirting. Is it flirting? It's all flirting. Oh, God, <laughs> don't get me started. Okay. Um, okay. Round of rapid fire questions. Okay. And uh, I try to switch it up because I know you watch and listen to every episode. So there's a couple. Oh, exciting. In- I'm not prepared. Good. There's a couple in here that I repeated, but okay. Um, first question is, what do you know now that you wish you knew back when? Um... Everything is figure outable. Maria, what Figuerello? Yeah. Don't ask me to say words. Did you read the book? I did read it. Though I did argue that the title was just as valuable as the entire book. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great title. It's a great title. And I pretty much got it from there. Like it's a great motto though, too. It's a great motto. I I don't think I needed 140 pages of proving that statement to me. Yeah. That was enough. Yeah. Everything's figure outable. I haven't read that book, but before I saw and I listened to um, the author, Maria, she was on Jay Shetty's podcast. I was like, I used to have a saying like that, which is everything's not going to be okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. All right. Next question. What's one thing you know you need to do, but you're afraid to do it? Stop. What do you mean? That's it. Afraid to stop. Oh, afraid to stop. Got it. Yeah. Stop it, JD. Uh, no, no. I, I thought <laughs> like, you meant what, like, what? like stop getting in your way. But no, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, just stop. I'm right in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm go, 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 go. I haven't taken a breath. I haven't taken a break. I've just gone from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next. And I'm afraid that if I stop, I will break down. Because all those things that I've been just like, not now, not now, not now, not now, yeah. will just come flooding in. And I, I'm also, I, I say I'm afraid mm-hmm. of it, but I also know it's needed. I have yeah. to have that moment. Yeah. I have to stop. I have to break down. I have to let all those things that are, scr- that are whispering in the back of my head, I need to bring them to the forefront. I need to let it just break me down to my lowest so I can build myself back up. That moment has to happen, but I'm afraid of it. Mm. So I'll just keep going. I'm joking. I'll stop. I'll stop. It's, it's just great that you can just admit that. Yeah. Be aware of that. Mm-hmm. know that it's coming. It's coming. Know that when it does arrive, it'll be, it'll be a mess. It probably won't be in your control. It won't be nice, <laughs> but that's okay. Yep. That's okay. It's figure outable. It's figure outable. <laughs> it has to happen. I love it. Everyone needs a cleanse and cry. That's right. <laughs> uh, next question. What's one goal you haven't completed yet, but want to this year? Oh God, I don't know. It's, I want to play Scrabble with my husband and drink wine 
at night. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. It's great. Uh, no, I, the, I think the, it's, it's funny you should say that um, the goal that I have that I need to complete this year is actually making a mother effing goal. I need mm. a new one. Mm. No, I, I kind of got here. Yeah. The goal was to get here. And I've sort of had this vague idea of what would happen after that. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't sat with it long enough to sure. say, okay, what does that look like? Yeah. And it, you, I spend a lot of time working through that with my clients. Mm. And, uh, I, I just think that I need to, I actually do gift myself the space of a coach as well. Yeah because that is that's that that's the space that I need to figure that I need I need someone to do for me what I do for them sure what I do for others mm -hmm. which is to give me that hour that is just dedicated to getting in my head sure. in order to define ask me the hard questions so that I can define that goal sure um so I think just defining like clearing the vision board mm -hmm. and starting over yeah. and um you know making sure that I fearlessly put up there this whole who is California Lauren? Yeah. What is she doing? What is her business? You know, what is she known for? Mm -hmm. That is something that I, I absolutely need to accomplish this year because otherwise I'm just going to spin mm -hmm. and I'm just going to just serve everybody else because yeah. they know where they're going so it's easy for me to just jump on their wagon. Sure. You're like, oh, you've got directions. I'll just have to ride with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you need a co-pilot? I can yeah. navigate. I can be useful. I sing songs. Sure. I like karaoke. <laughs> I'm good with directions. <laughs> I'm good with directions. <laughs> it's it's important though to um to circle back to you said, you know, you have a coach. Yeah. And you're my coach. Yeah. Can we officially yeah. say that. Oh, that's sweet. We've had one session. We've tried yeah. for two others and, and life's happened, but yeah. Um, I knew I needed a coach mm -hmm. when I felt depleted. Mm -hmm. I felt I was selfishly being selfless. Yeah. <laughs> and I also live off of this now because it makes so much sense to me. I needed to be more to give more. Yes. There's no way I can continue to serve and serve and serve if I'm not serving myself. Yep. And I got to a point where my cup wasn't empty, but it was like three quarters empty. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, like I can't. I, I, and I wanted to catch it beforehand and the timing just, just worked out. And um, so grateful for you offering that as well. Oh, and, 100%. And for just showing up in, in, in that space um, also means a lot to me too. I should add that. With it's addictive. Thank you for that. Yeah. But I will say that coaching conversations and I think that there's been a, a very um, it's, it's almost like there's like this stigma around coaching because when you're a life coach, like everyone's a life coach, yeah, but they yeah. live in like their mom's couch. Right. So <laughs> coaching from mom's couch, coaching from mom's couch. <laughs> like, let me tell you how to get your life together. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, what well, you turn your video mom, camera I'm on. recording mom, <laughs> turn your camera on. Let me see where you're recording from. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Um, but uh, there's a kind of the stigma around it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've always kind of hesitated around, hesitated mm -hmm. around, you know, that coaching title or embracing that. But sure. I, I genuinely do see the value in those conversations because they're addictive. When people 100%. talk to you and they're paying for your time, they're investing in, you're not investing in JD's services. No. You're investing in yourself. Exactly. Because JD's not 
this isn't JD's life that no. we're working through right now. This is your life that we're working through. This is your goals. Yeah. This is your, this is, these are your ambitions. These are your thoughts. These yeah. are your limiting beliefs yeah. that we're working through right now. And that deserves to be invested in. 100%. And I don't like having conversations without, I, coaching conversations are addictive because they are a space where I'm not being told what I should think. I'm not being told, um, like if I have a problem, you know what you should do is, I'm not being told that. I'm being asked questions. I'm being pushed. And I'm not, the, the other person isn't taking the space to be like, I had that in my life. Like there was this time when I was going through something similar and then they just make it about them. Mm. Because I don't have to pay for that conversation. I'll just talk to anybody. Yeah. Like I'll talk to my friend and sure. that that's what it will be like. But when you have... A conversation with a coach, it is different. It is breakthroughs and it shortens. Not only are you paying for investing in yourself, but you're shortening the timeline mm -hmm. because when you're just in your own head, yeah. you're spinning. A lot of times you're spinning and you can, you can, and you can trick yourself into being like, oh, that's motion. I'm thinking through it, <laughs> but you're not actually moving things. <laughs> like you're shortening the timeline yeah. of moving things forward. Cause you'll come out of that conversation being like, I have clarity. I know what I got to do next. Yeah. And that is something that I really value in terms of gifting myself that space, yeah. but giving that space to others. Mm -hmm. And it's the space that I know that you provide. Yeah. So 100%, that's why I called you to be like, you're doing stuff. <laughs> I'm doing stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. lessons learn. Let's shorten each other's time. Let's shorten each other's learning curves totally. by just talking about what works. And because we're also like, I'm alone in this by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so me, you and me both, yeah. we're, we're, we're figuring we're alone it out together. and we are alone <laughs> together. We're not lonely, but we're alone together. Yeah. Um, it's, you said addicting and I a hundred percent agree. I, I also will add, it's so energizing. Yes. Like I get off these consultations fired up yeah i'm like hyped yeah. <laughs> like let's go you know I'm, I'm just so excited because i also know how much it takes just to get to the book a, a session with jd book a session with lauren just to hit that button oh forget about the money just to hit that button you're already halfway there oh your mental gymnastics are like through the roof going crazy <laughs> yeah that's the hardest step it is and the beauty of after you hit that is you're not going to be alone in figuring out where to go from there because now you have help. Yeah, you've, you've got help and you can come in and you can be messy with it. Yeah. I even hesitated on how much like because, you know, because I know that, you know, I coach you. And so I kind of hesitated, hes, hesitated, okay. satisfaction, satisfaction. <laughs> I kind of hesitated on like coming in here and being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I don't have goals. <laughs> yeah. I'm going nowhere. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm a mess. Oh, by the way, I have a consultation <laughs> service, but anyways, I'm just frustrated. So, so you sit in this chair and be like, why do I need your help? Then you figure no. yourself out. But I think that it's, you know, one of the, you know, one of the powerful things that I even heard like Keandra say is like therapists need therapists. Therapists need therapists. Therapists for need sure. therapists because yeah. just because we're, we know how to navigate your brain. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we're, great at doing it ourselves. I'm, I'm good at it, which is why sure. when you said in, in moments where it's like, it's so good that you can acknowledge that it's because I coach myself a lot, Sure. but I also know that I have blind spots yeah. that a coach will kind of say to me, what about that? What about that word you use? And I'll sure. be like, oh, mm -hmm. 
Damn. Well, they can recognize the patterns quicker and maybe more clearly than you can. Yeah, because everyone knows what they're supposed to do. There's a reason why you're not doing it. And one of the biggest things that I talked to you about this before, one of the biggest things that people come to me for is time management. How do I better manage my time? You can Google that. You know how to manage your time. Yeah. I'll get an agenda. I'll write down my to-do list. Okay, that we know that. There's a reason why you're not doing that today. Yeah. Until we uncovered that reason, mm-hmm. then you can go to the how-to list and start implementing it. Sure. Right? Yeah. I remember that, too. Still struggling with time management. So that might be, <laughs> <laughs> might be the first thing we talk about next session. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's important to know. I mean, hell, Michael Jordan had a trainer. Everyone's got Like, everyone has someone yeah. that they need to learn from and yeah. or recognize blind spots, to your yeah. point. Next question. What's, what advice would you give your teenage self? You have the capacity to love. Mm. This is good. I, I, I hesitate because I'm like, oh, am I going to start a new podcast um, episode with that answer? <laughs> you may. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really did have it in my mind that I, like my nickname growing up was the couldn't care less bear. I was just very unaffectionate and um, mm. very cold. And so when I was in relationships, I always just thought that, who I am and it's okay mm. you're garbage <laughs> they're not garbage um but like you don't want to have this intimacy with me that's cool I don't really want to have it with you either mm. and um it didn't I I don't think that I um understood early on how to value myself in a relationship and to you know be an advocate for my wants and needs because I just convinced myself that you're fine you're good. You're good. You don't, you don't, PDA is not your thing. Yeah. So you don't need to be acknowledged in public. Um, um, calling someone the next day is not your thing or being called the next day is not your thing. So you don't mm-hmm. need to be, um, you don't need to, I, I think that also stemmed from also having a male best friend. So mm. while my male best friend was going through his thing with other girls and you know, you know how like, teenage boys talk about other girls like they're annoying um so i was like i'm not gonna be that girl you know so i'm just i'm just gonna walk in i'm gonna know the game but i set a precedent for myself um very early on that said not you not now and um you know you don't you're not you're you're second and i i wish i would have done that differently wow Wow. I don't want to open up another podcast. That is a whole another podcast. <laughs> That's a whole another podcast. Now everyone knows what we're going to be talking about next time Lauren <laughs> comes on. Wow. Yeah. Talk about who can relate to that. <laughs> okay. I promise that'll be another episode. That's, that's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack. So is Friends of the Opposite Sex, which we will have Chris on, your husband. Oh, look at that. Look at all the segues. See? Plug, plug, <laughs> plug. Shay will be on. We'll have a, the first um, podcast with four people. Mm. Get into it. Okay, last and final question: What does Lauren admire most about Lauren? I do everything exactly right. <laughs> I mean, no. So far, he's yes in my book. So far, I'm even wrong. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's honestly how I feel. Like yeah. I feel like <laughs> this is a quote from Scarface. I feel like I'm wrong. Even right. when I'm wrong, I'm right. Oh, it's, you said even. I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Even when I lie, like it's <laughs> always like I'm. I'm in a sense where it's like I'm. I'm not a person who's always right, but I yeah. know how to be wrong. Sure. Um, but that's huge, though. That's huge. I know I how to be. I feel like I'm wrong be, the right way. 
That's amazing. I know I how to be incredible. wrong. That's great. Yeah. I'll add that to the next episode. I'm, I'm so good at it. Like wow. if I'm wrong, like you'll, you'll hear the acknowledgement and like, I won't, you won't even have to chase me down for it. I'll just come Man. to you and be like, I did some reflecting on what just occurred and I see how I played my role in it. And I know, right. Oh, uh, that's why I can say. Now that's flirting. <laughs> now that's flirting that's with flirting. me because you're tugging on my heartstrings. Oh my God. Right. I, I, I'm, Ooh. when I'm, I'm wrong the right way. <laughs> oh, God, we need more like you, especially with that. Jeez. I love it. And time management, I guess. I don't know, whatever. I I'm always it. on time. <laughs> um, okay. Where can people find you? Not just social media, but also if they wanted to book a session with mm. you. Uh, so you can find me on social media, on Instagram, on, um, at this is Lauren Elizabeth. And, uh, my coaching website is make the shift.coach. Nope. www.maketheshiftcoach.com. <laughs> I'm really good at this. I'm really great. good at saying words. Okay. <laughs> well, it has been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I greatly appreciate your time. I greatly appreciate your energy and all your efforts today. Um, thank you for being so transparent and um, you're going to help a lot of people. And I knew that before, but there was a lot of things in here that I was like, whoa. Oh, I just great. can't wait for people to really like take in and really process. I think this is going to be another episode where people have to watch twice um, and listen to it twice. Um, and again, just thank you for being you. So happy that you're here. Yes. So, so, so happy and um, can't wait to have you and Chris on. Yes. And, uh, I have to do this again and I have to like wrap this up because Chicago is like not having it right now. So anyways, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you in advance for no piano music during my oh, soft moments. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>